Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. Hey, this is Elaine Starling. I am so glad you're here with me today. You've probably heard of quantum physics, right? You get this whole idea that an atom can actually be a particle in a wave at the same time until you observe it. And once you observe it, it suddenly coalesces into one or the other, and it can't be both at the same time when you're paying attention to it. Well, maybe you didn't know. I didn't know this either. Maybe you didn't know that you can actually learn how to quantum think. I know. It's amazing. Just, And I am thrilled to pieces because I've got Diane Collins. She's the creator of the groundbreaking system of thinking called Quantum Think. It's also a 10-time award-winning author of a bestseller called Do You Quantum Think? You can actually learn how to do this and change your life like you would not believe. Diane is a highly acclaimed leader of new consciousness. She's a very popular media guest and a strategic consultant to executives in major multinational corporations, as well as to government officials and entrepreneurs, students, professionals, artists, celebrities. Everybody wants to know how to quantum think because it shifts everything in your life. Quantum think is a mastery practice. Diane's identified 21 principles that blend scientific insight and spiritual knowledge into practical wisdom that creates real solutions for our modern lives, from inner serenity and quality relationships to quantum business results and global affairs. Diane's got this uncanny ability to connect people to their highest states, their heartfelt dreams, and their most powerful gifts to access the creation dynamics of mind that enable us to live masterful, extraordinary lives. My goal today, I'm just gonna be real frank with you, I want to do that whole Spock mind meld. That's my <laughs> intent. I want a Spock mind meld with Diane. Diane, I'm so glad you're here. I am so happy and excited to be with you, Elaine. And I I just want to acknowledge and everyone who's listening, wherever you are, whenever you're listening, because I always like to include the whole room when I know you have uh, wonderful listeners and followers all over the world and that you should because you uh you give good wisdom so thank you for having me well you know it's just awesome to connect and collaborate with people like you who get it at a different level i mean you really figured out the process and honestly i feel like it's kind of the next evolution in humanity to be able to take on this caliber this approach to thought, because I think a lot of us struggle with this whole, you know, mentally dominated um, approach to life as opposed to heart-centered approach to life. And you're kind of taking it beyond both of those extremes, if you will. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but why yeah. are you so passionate about quantum thinking and helping us learn how to do this? Well, I think you just really said it, Elaine, is that when I was when I was growing up, I won't go into the whole story. <laughs> That's too long ago, right? But I did like all of us. I looked in the world and especially today, all you have to do is, you know, read the headlines that come in notifications. And I thought there's something wrong with this picture. And I saw this disconnect between how as a beautiful humanity, which we are, how, you know, we're <laughs> divine beings. I mean, really and truly, and I, I know you say it a lot and I'm <laughs> concurring. And yet there was this disconnect between how we aspire to be, how we want to be, how we want to be with one another. And in many ways, how it shows up in the world is anything but. So I looked at that and I thought, well, how, you know, with 6,000 years or more 
of wisdom available at the touch of a smartphone? How is it we're still not living it? So that was really my quest. And I say it in in Quantum Think really is one of the primary purposes is to have us go from merely knowing the wisdom conceptually to actually, or as mental constructs, to actually living it, to actually being the walking, talking embodiment of it. So when, you know, people hear the word think, well, let me just say one other thing about it, is that what I've discovered along the way is that Though we imagine we think freely and independently, we all like to imagine we're independent thinkers, that we're actually conditioned to think according to the accepted assumptions, beliefs, ideas about the overarching worldview. Now that sounds a little lofty, so I want to bring it down. But what let's let me put it simply. We're in a quantum age yet we're still very much under the influence of industrial age ideas and assumptions. What does it mean? It's not like we're consciously wanting to think that way, but what was that age? Age of machines, quantum age, age of mind. Age of machines, separate parts, push on this to get something to happen, figure out how what something is made of down to its constituent parts and would be able to manipulate nature. And and so we don't realize how this has affected us. And it's a lot of it so good, so genius. We learn to analyze, we learn to categorize, we learn to organize life. However, because it was focused on what the science said at the time, only physical matter is real. Now think, how would that map on? Well, we didn't learn about consciousness, elevating consciousness, awakening consciousness, awakening thinking. Uh, We didn't learn that everything is interconnected. I know you talk about that, and I heard you talking about the oneness with uh, Steve Farrell on one of your podcasts. And and, and we so that's the idea. So I got okay, we're one. We have to think holistically. We know everything affects everything else. We know that our own state emanates out. And yet, again, (laughs) knowing it and living it are two different things. So you can hear the passion. That's why I'm passionate about it. And I that was my life's quest. And I did, I say, I didn't choose quantum think, it chose me. Somehow <laughs> this revelation came and I was able to put together the science and spirituality, the basis of those things. How can we proactively have ourselves begin to think from the wider, more up-to-date, expanded, and accurate vision of the nature of reality and still use. So one of the most important things is going away from the either or. Is it mind or heart? Is it thinking or heart? No, it's both. And integrating it and understanding that, first of all, what I mean by mind is what we hold in awareness, what we hold in consciousness. So, mm. and thinking is a very big aspect. You know, we know our habits of thinking affect everything. So from our bodily functions to everything in the world. But so that's really to wrap this answer up is that I discovered a way with the help of divine source uh, that Again, I was chosen as the vehicle. I went, okay, I guess I came here for that. And uh, it's developed quite nicely. And the most gratifying, what I'm most grateful for is that it works for people. Yes. Yes, it does. It really, really works. And I love what you were saying about how we show up. I've got this little bell with a smiley face on it. And to (laughs) me, that's the divine going, honey, hello, anybody home? 
<laughs> All the lights are on, but is anybody home? Yeah, you know, and, and I find a very playful relationship with the divine because yes, we are constantly in touch with the divine and they are constantly trying to get our attention and give us guidance and support us and shower us with abundance. And we are so distracted and so busy and so preoccupied that we just don't let the abundance in, which actually leads me to my very next question, because no two people define abundance the exact same way. And I would love to hear your take on what does abundance mean when you're quantum thinking? Mm -hmm. Well, I think what you were talking about really leads me into it. I, I would I would like to say, if you asked me again tomorrow, I'd probably have a different answer. And, and this is the nature of life in flux. However, how I think of abundance, and Elaine, I knew that, you know, I know that you asked all your guests that. So, of course, I've reflected on it. And I thought, well, what is, you know, what is it? And people like to say, oh, it's really not about the material. It's about the spiritual. And again, quantum thinking is getting beyond the either or. Why? So to me, abundance is having it all. But my specific answer to this question is abundance is the ability for us to literally think from infinite possibility and not get stopped or limited by our own conditioned habits of thinking, habits of emoting, habits of being that in many ways, I don't want to say we shouldn't be accountable for it, but in many ways we didn't choose. Okay. Mm -hmm. Honestly, this is like the, let's say the foundation of quantum thinking and why we should quantum think. You know, I like entertainment. I'm kind of a maverick. I want to get back to the abundance question, but let me say the tenets real quick, which okay. is all is mind. Okay. So that we know from a quantum worldview, the scientists now say it, the spiritual masters of most mastery wisdom traditions have been saying it forever, right? Since history has been recorded that all is mine so everything it's a consciousness-based universe mm. and what i was going to say before is you know how that affected us is that we didn't actually learn the five natural faculties of mind intent intuition subtle energy meditation and resonance as i call it but let me get to the five tenets so one is all is mind so you've got to begin there if you want we want to have the world in ourselves be uh all that we can be all the world all that we know the goodness the world can be we have to know what are the dynamics of creation so you, it, that's the very first tenet that you have to know it's a mind-based reality secondly that there are no absolutes now this is really important because other than we would what we would think of as divine as being um an absolute eternal but when you think about for everyday human beings there are no absolutes what does that mean no fixed realities there's no way that something is even though the industrial age worldview actually conditioned us to think in terms of oh that's just the way it is that's just the way my husband is that's just the way you know my manager is that's just the way the government is and whatever you're ising <laughs> it's so when i say what is abundance the ability to think from infinite possibility and realize this second tenant which i'll get to the other the others too is that we are not stuck in a fixed reality why the nature of reality is energy and flux informed by intelligence right it's intelligent energy and it's conscious so it's always shifting and changing and we have been divinely bestowed with the gift of being the focal point of what we focus on and i know you talk about 
attention and intention, what we focus on becomes our reality in any given moment. And this is why we say what you hold in mind. And so when it becomes habitual, then that is what begins to obviously manifest in the physical. So there are no absolutes. It's very important. We exist in fields. And therefore, in every moment, we have the opportunity to shift our state. Because when you realize just because you have a thought doesn't make it the truth. <laughs> it's not absolute. Um, we do, you know, respond to the meanings that we give our thoughts. But when you say, how do I live my highest, best self? How do I live my free-spirited, fun, you know, Elaine Starling self? <laughs> Only it's you, right? I mean, I'm saying that because your spirit is just, you know, so inspiring, so amazing, so uplifting, Elaine. So, but when you say, well, how do I do that? Well, let's not get stuck with any thoughts that are not ours. Ah, that re full circle I remembered where my I went off before is that a lot of the conditioned thoughts we have, it's not just, oh, my mother told me this when I was two years old, you'll never make it. You know, not it's not that. It's that because we exist in fields, you could think of it as a mind field. I like to call it the thoughtosphere. Mm -hmm. And we are connected. So, you know, we're all talking about we are one, we're interconnected. Well, how? Well, in the non-physical realm, well, even in the physical, but let's just talk about the non-physical realms of thought, spirit, consciousness, we can be picking up thoughts. Like when we say, oh, spirit told me, right? Right. Divine told me, my guides told me, well, where are they coming from? We're connected. So it's whatever you focus on, you connect into. Now we have these random, I call it visiting thoughts that aren't ours. So we make a distinction between a thought that you originate, that you initiate, and a thought that just visits from the surrounding atmosphere. We don't know how it got there. We'll never really know. You could make up any story about it and analyze this, that, and the other thing. In quantum thinking, it's irrelevant. All you have to know is if a thought visits that is not giving you the experience of joy and life that you want in that moment, you're not stuck with it. Why? Because one of the tenets, there are no fixed and absolute realities. So. And I love that also because it means you are not limited to your own mind. When you learn how to quantum think, you tap into the genius of the universe. And yes, we are all connected. And maybe I don't have an answer for something, but maybe Diane does. And I don't even have to pick up the phone and ask her. I can ask her in my mind and we can literally quantum think together. This book is like, you have got to read this book. There's a reason why I'm fangirling over Diane because she's <laughs> Okay, we're on number okay. three. I want the other two. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I gave number four. We did oh, exist okay. in field. So the other okay, two right. are very simple. And the, la the last one, that, and I've already discussed this. So quickly, thinking is a system. Thinking, like everything in the universe, thinking takes place as a system. And that's why we can actually expand and, again, proactively learn to think from the principles rather than at them. And you do this, how do you do it? You take a literal quantum leap in consciousness. And I'll give you an experience right now. We, we're quantum leaping all the time, but not in mind, not necessarily consciously. So I like to use the example, you're on the earth, you know, our usual vantage point. We're on the earth, wherever you're sitting sitting at the table, sitting in your car, wherever you are right now, and you're looking out at the cosmos. You're looking out at the Earth, and you're looking out at the cosmos. Now, imagine that, like an astronaut, you're in space, and you're looking back. 
at the earth and you're looking back at yourself there that's a quantum leap in consciousness and we can do this not just one thought at a time but when you uh glean the characteristics of each system of how this 400 year old whenever you listen to you know the very cutting edge scientists and the consciousness crowd who you you and i know and love that they're talking about this you know scientific materialism classical science materialism only matter is real where now the leap in science is to the quantum realm yeah. is to the realm that you're talking about is to the realm of what they call non-locality non-local mind where what when we talk about intuition well how does that work well that's really has a scientific basis and based on what you just said elaine is that we can connect in it's like the internet right yeah yeah the, uh, it's <laughs> the, the energy the, the net it's the energy exactly. net diane we're connecting to the energy net and we can and learn how it. to do that you're teaching people how to do that and that's what's so incredibly powerful well you know i love it because it's not like i know something you don't know <laughs> because this is universal wisdom what does it mean that means this is inherent in each one of us and why people respond well to any any wisdom whether they're listening to you or themselves right we're all a channel of some wisdom but when you hear these universal principles or you're reading them or i have you know a, whatever video audio that it connect you it connects with you it's a resonance and it's like it activates that principle in you that is the purpose of my work in quantum think in whatever form it takes even now in talking is that in this moment that what you and i are discussing that it's activating it's connecting so that people go yeah i'm that i can do that i'm getting my so spock mind meld you just <laughs> gave me my spock mind meld that is so awesome that is so, so and i love what you're doing because to me what i just heard you say is that abundance is truly accessing that innate ability that you have already that you might not be aware of and you might not have a practice for but you can learn how to do this quantum thinking and it opens you up to infinite possibility infinite potential infinite awareness and that's the ultimate in abundance because everything is possible for you when you come from this space thank you thank you this is such an amazing gift diane i cannot begin to tell you how much i appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today because i think a lot of us are kind of struggling right we we have visions of who we can be who we want to be in the world and we see our human frailties and <laughs> foibles and i've been told it's all perfect that's not a mistake. It's actually part of right. the plan. So don't get yourself too hung up on it. But what are some of the symptoms that you're seeing in the world at large? It's sort of an indication we're now ready for the next step. We're ready to graduate into that quantum thinking space. Okay. Well, this is a multi-dimensional uh, question. By the way, the fifth one, which is also we're see we're in tune right now because every question that you're asking, it's leading <laughs> to what I was going to say. Because here was the last the the fifth tenet: when you master your mind, you master your life. So what we see is that what people are let's say if you feel you're struggling or you look in the world or why is this so important now what's different now and we've all many of us maybe not all of us have heard it said in many ways that we're in the time of a great shift i'm a uh i call astrology my hobby for the last 25 years so in astrology they'll say we're going into the age of aquarius we're in the great ship the uh the hopi indians you know in 2012 and it was it's the end of the world no it's the end of 
a, I think, 5,000 and something year cycle, all these different cycles from different wisdom traditions, all pointing to the same thing. So is that we are in a time of a great shift that none of us have ever witnessed or even known about, uh, maybe even, you know, in all the, the ancient history even. And, and so when you look at it, well, where do we fit in? You know, this is what's important, I think, Elaine, is that it's time, how I think of it, for mass to realize that we're here to master ourselves in these all these gifts that we've been given and that this particular time it's time to make the wisdom practical yeah grounded and this is what i feel is important because when i say the fifth tenet of quantum thing when you master your mind you master your life it's not mind control it's again getting in touch with these five natural faculties of mind intent intuition subtle energy our ability to actually transmute and transform energy um one of my great mentors in quantum physics and a good friend dr fred allen wolf who was in uh, the the movies what the bleep do we know the secret he has like 15 great books, so maybe you know him. Yeah. But he would say, you know, what what we are are human energy transformers. So to the ability to tune into subtle energy and know that we can work with the energy, if it's not where we want it to be, if it's not, you know, we can clear the atmosphere of our energy field. We don't have to be stuck in static, and they're all related because the resonance is what manifests where do we how do we manifest a resonant field from our intent or people use intention uh, but i make a distinction between those and that how do but how does it work best how do we actually make it practical to master mind master life how does that work because a meditate i call meditation the fifth natural faculty we are naturally in a meditative state okay so the practice of meditation and there are many forms of meditation they're all great whatever appeals and we know all the benefits of it from neuroscience and everything that's being publicized about it today but to what I say is you can live in a meditative state when, and all these natural faculties are related because when you clear the static on the energy of your being, you can tune in, intuit, right? Intuition where, as you said, you can connect into information or and or people <laughs> wherever you want to go right that's the quality of mind it's non-material therefore it can can go anywhere but it doesn't really go it connects and in this this is where you get the clarity and where you can attract in the magic because there's no static it's like four bars up on your cell phone instead of two that's awesome. I love that analogy. And I have got to ask your perspective on intention. I know you said you very generously watched my TEDx talk, Abundance is a Choice. And I talk about intention, I'm sorry, intention and attention. I realized after I did the talk that intention comes first. What you intend is where you put your attention. And either you're focused on all the things that are not working right or you're focused on the things that are working right and supporting your intention. I, I know you've got an important distinction. Could you please elaborate on that for us? Yes, I'd love to. And I love your TEDx talk. So anyone listening, you should definitely go and watch. I saw over 300,000 views already. And there's a reason because it's a brilliant TEDx talk by Elaine. Anyway, um, yeah, I watch you. I'm a few <laughs> of those views. But 
but <laughs> I enjoyed it. And uh, what you're saying is right on, spot on, as my British husband and partner, I always like to mention in all things in life, Alan Collins, master quantum coach. But anyway, that when I make a distinction, now I want to say a distinction is also not absolute. Quantum think is a system of thinking, I call it, of 21 distinctions in thinking and practices for the mind and awareness, so you're living it. But it's not like absolute truth either. So a distinction that I make between intent and intention, and this has to do with, it is related to, are we, you know, talking in a physical or a non-material mind realm? Or so, let me just say it quickly, without all the explanation. <laughs> that the fact that we exist in fields, and I know you always say, well, how do we have to right transform? What do we have to do on the inside to make the outside the way we want it, right? And so. If you think of intent as an ever-present activating force of the resonant field, and I'll give the examples in statements in a moment, whereas intention, and you can think of it that way too, but how I make this distinction, because intention, if you can think of it as a course of action, toward a specific measurable result, okay? So intention, of course, also can be, as I say, in the feeling tone of your being. It's a definite statement of something that's desired, right? Um, it, it also is, in a way, an activating force. But if you think of intent, and I use this example, just the sound of the words. So if you say, I'll ask you to say it, Elaine. Say the word intent, intent, and then say the word intention. And just see what it feels like it, right now, yes. if you don't mind intent. being able to demonstrate. Intent. Intention. Yeah. There's definitely a different resonance and a different energy. Intent is... Kind of what is the hidden intent behind what I'm doing? And intention is the best of intentions, but often go awry, right? Right. Um, and so I, I definitely feel the difference that you're talking about. And I think so often we don't, we're not paying attention to what our hidden intent is. And we're well, trying to protect ourselves and stay safe instead of be open and connected to the field. Okay. Well, let me add something else to that which is that intent when you say it it's a lighter it's a lighter vibration mm -hmm. intention right it feels at least heavier to me it's like like that so when people say oh you know i want to make a million dollars in my business this year um that we like to think of as an intent they work obviously together intention but then to your point of question what state is going to bring about that result because intent which is the active dynamic of creation for human beings the passive dynamic being allowing create an intent and then allow for what shows up because intent is not a specific sometime in the future result it's an activation of the field. What field? Resonance. And the resonance, what is in this similar, let's say, let's just use the word resonance, stick with that. What's in sympathetic resonance, right? In tune, we could say, with your statement of intent will bring about not just one result. It will bring about many results that are in sync with that intent. Whereas an intention could be one thing. So we say intent is not a cause and effect. 
industrial age worldview. It's cause and effect, mechanical, press on this, that moves. Right. So we're often looking for, well, I had an intention, but it didn't work. You know, well, why not? And then that gets to more what you were saying about the hidden, what we would call an unaware intent that we hold many things within our personal resonant field. And so the more that we can become aware of those things. So I say, think of yourself as a thousand stringed instrument and 950 of your strings are harmonically playing. Everything's going right. It's all working. Otherwise we would, we all have, uh, Thank goodness, you know, so much success, so much magic, so many miracles, so much to be grateful for in life. And but then you have these like, well, why aren't I getting what I want? They have these 50 strings that are kind of not in tune with your instrument. And this is where you come to what I call an unaware intent. So we might, and this is the difference between quantum thinking and positive thinking. It's always good to have positive thoughts, of course. <laughs> but positive, what I mean by that is positive thinking is a positive affirmation covering over a negative belief or something, you know, that's stuck there, like a conditioned something you're still believing your negative thought well am i really good enough i don't know you know then my husband calls it <laughs> it's like putting jelly over peanut butter taking a bite and pretending the peanut butter isn't there so positive <laughs> thinking positive thoughts again always good the difference of quantum thinking is that because going back to one of the tenants there are no absolute fixed realities. Well, then what's man? What are we manifesting? We're manifesting, as you say in your talk and in your work. What are you got? What are you going to choose? What will you choose? So in quantum think we say reality is context dependent. So if I say I am a great businesswoman. I'm a brilliant businesswoman. Is it the absolute truth that I'm a great businesswoman? <laughs> am I not a great businesswoman? Neither of those statements are the absolute truth, whether or not we have evidence. That's a whole nother conversation that we don't have time for. But that what shall I live from? What's shaping my resonant field? And in statement of intent, said in the presence as if it already is, I'm delighted with the way that my business acumen is unfolding in the world. That's a statement. That's a conscious intent. And what is the end result? You see, there's no end result measurable in there. But that statement, I'm conditioning my own resonance my own personal resonance. And if I'm choosing to live in that state, then I'm going to attract that which is in sync with that resonance, with what I just said. Hey, that I'm a is great business so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And it really addresses that point of what has to change internally for you to have that external experience. You have to be willing to live in the present moment and celebrate the present moment and allow it to unfold and be in what I call yes, baby energy, you know, where you're excited, you're enthusiastic, you're passionate, you know, it's going to be amazing no matter what happens. So you lean in. And even when the stuff hits the fan, no problem. You're capable, you're resourceful. It's actually kind of fun because you get to use your skills and abilities and learn something new, collaborate with other people, and everybody comes together to fix the problem. So it's a way that we actually connect at a deeper level. That's one of the things that I think is so incredibly powerful about quantum think. You're connecting us at a whole new level like a whole new evolutionary level. It's great for the individual, but this is going to transform humanity, truly. Well, 
whatever Javante <laughs> wants. Okay, I'm here. I'll do it. Right. Like sometimes you don't want to do. But I want to point back to something you just said, Elaine, that's very important to highlight that. And that is, you know, when something hits the fan, that it's not like we're living in a panacea, you know, Certainly, there are a lot of problems in the world. And by the way, one of the reasons that our institutions are breaking down and being in the process of restructuring and why we need to be able to think in a higher wisdom way is because those institutions, at least, you know, in the Western world, developed world, were born with industrial age thinking. So there's a lot of either or, you know, are you conservative or liberal? This or that, you know, black or white, woman or And so this is what we're seeing, the medical uh, institution, you know, where you have to fix something, go to the part that's broken rather than seeing from the whole. That's been changing over the last 20 to 50 years. But that is one reason is that those it's reached they've reached the peak of effectiveness because we're in a quantum world okay so going back to what you were saying about what we would call circumstances is that we have the ability when you say to choose and even when something goes wrong that we can be we can choose how we want to be related to those circumstances. And this is called in quantum thing, what I call the core distinction, distinction number two, observer created reality. And in science, it's called the observer effect, that there's no objective reality out there. As again, no absolute reality. It's not like, you know, someone can name exactly how it is. It's, I say it very simply, what we bring is what we get. What we bring to our observation is shaping it. And so this, uh, in an observer-created reality, what where the power lives is in our ability to choose how we want to be related to those circumstances. And so are we going to let everything you know bring the let the news bring us down and i hear a lot of consciousness crowd people say don't watch the news it's terrible you know well uh i'm not saying i'm not a big advocate of uh you know the conventional news reports with all the sensationalism that goes on and the slanted and the either ors and the divisiveness however just think, and this goes back to the fifth tenet. When you master your mind, you master your life. If you are able to just be with anything and not have it penetrate, mm -hmm. not have it affect you deleteriously in any kind of negative way. It's like looking at it and saying, here's how I would choose to be. Oh, all the things that we see breaking down and even being exposed, you know, like all the habits that humankind has become accustomed to, you know, there's a lot of good. There's a, a, at least a, more, I would say, more good than not good. But what I call the least action pathway of the media, the least action pathway is what interferes with infinite possibility thinking. Yeah. That is what the way the energy or the thought that's been that way before is just a rut. So the least action pathway of the media, what went wrong is wrong or what will go wrong. It's not <laughs> again, the truth, right? It's a, least, it's a cultural least action pathway. So when you getting back to us, on a practical level, we don't have to be affected by whatever the circumstances are. Yes, if it's close to us, we're going to feel bad. If we lose someone, if someone takes ill, that has an effect. A good friend of mine happened today, you know, and I had to group myself to say, wow, you know, how am I going to be with it? Because it helps her, as you say, how, what we're holding in our being is affecting those that are 
that are close to us and it's it's emanating out to the world so how we hold the circumstance of our child of our parent of whoever of ourselves this is what how we are the creators the co-creators of the reality quite literally And, and that we have a choice we don't have to be at the effect of whatever circumstances are out there, including whatever's in the news. Is that you know, Diane, you just bring up such a great point and a really good reminder. One of the messages that I received is that one of the things we are supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be the love that is needed in the moment, be the love that we need personally and be loving for others. And so every time I come across a piece of news or I hear an argument or I hear about a problem somewhere in the world, a natural disaster, anything like that, it's an immediate reminder to me from the God of our understanding, okay, honey, you noticed this? That means you're on call. It's your turn (laughs) to send love and blessings to everyone involved, everyone impacted, everyone experiencing this because you're all co-creating this. And I grew up as a Quaker and one of my favorite Quaker messages was those who most need love are those who have forgotten how to love. Mm. And from my perspective, our media has forgotten how to love. They're not celebrating love. They're celebrating fear. And so anything that I can do to really celebrate love and acknowledge and appreciate what people are capable of doing, they will more than happily rise to the occasion when you show that you believe in them and you love them and you you are rooting for them. It makes all the difference in the world. And that's truly what I think you're doing with Do You Quantum Think? This book to me is... It, it is a landmark in our evolution. And it's so funny. I always get my books as eBooks because I like to highlight certain passages. And then mm-hmm. it turns out I can email the highlights to myself as long as I don't highlight too much. I was like, oh my gosh, I should just read the book again. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It is so transformational. And I just cannot thank you enough. But I also want to ask you a question because Obviously, you've got 21 different key tenets that you're talking about in your book. And there it is a process. It is a system of thinking. It is not like you flip a switch and all of a sudden you quantum think. No, it, there's an evolution to it. So what is a baby step or two that we could focus on that would show us we are starting to quantum think? Okay, good. You know, it's interesting about the baby step because I say, um, you know, the the word quantum actually, it, it means an amount. And it was originally to mean the smallest unit of measurable energy. And that's where it comes from. And then father of, you know, one of the fathers of quantum mechanics, Max Planck, and he, the discovery was that energy does not move in a smooth and continuous flow. It bursts in leaps in packets of energy that he called quantum. So hence the term quantum leap. So this terminology comes into our language and through the language comes into our thinking. And then we start using it in an everyday colloquial sense, right? To say a quantum leap is anything discontinuous with the past. Or they say it can change, the energy can ch- have an instantaneous change of state, but you don't know how you got there. There was no pathway. So the baby step is really... It's paradoxical because there's no step, but I'll, I'll give, I'll, I already actually did give it. There's no actual step. And yet I would also say the tiniest step of awareness, I've often said this to clients and everyone, that the tiniest step of awareness can shift your whole life. And so 
I'll give you something that I haven't said so far, although I did give you a step, which is make a distinction between a thought that you originate, that you're choosing, and one that just visits. And here's how you can tell the difference. Because if you have a disparaging thought about yourself or anyone, would you choose that thought? Probably not. So that's how you could tell, well, wait a minute. I don't have to, I, you know, it's not the absolute truth. I don't know where it came from. I'm not choosing it. And I don't have to be identified with it in any way. That is a small step of awareness. And then what do you do? It's like, oh, I don't like sometimes I'm in the shower. This is true. And, you know, your mind, I like to sometimes just let the thoughts wander, you know. And then I have latch on to something that I'm like, wait, I don't want to think about that. And I actually have that conversation with myself. It's instantaneous. This is what I'm saying, the quantum leap in consciousness. I think, wait a minute. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to focus on that. I don't want to, as you say, put my attention on that. And then I think of something else. So what do you do then? Create a new intent however way that comes out. And this you can do in the most important area of life in relationships. You know, you have a judgment about somebody, you're with them or something isn't going. Alan, my husband and partner, and I have a something that I learned from a tennis coach. Next point, <laughs> she used to say every time I missed a shot she'd say don't have a mini depression after every shot you miss you know <laughs> net put your racket back next point and so we have a thing okay we're getting something you know not good okay next point and we'll just say to each other like if you have one of these thoughts like oh I'm so upset because of this. And what if that doesn't happen? And Alan will look at me and say, well, why would you want to be stuck in that reality? I go, yeah. oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And like an instant quantum leap. You do not have to, that's it. That's your mind, that's your life. You do not have to be stuck with that. These are what you call the baby steps. And I say mastery is a moment-by-moment moment proposition. So it's not like you have to monitor every thought that you have. No, I think I say it in the book. Imagine the agony of that, not to mention the impossibility of it. But when you have the whole system, when you realize you're thinking from a whole new framework, something that you are distinguishing, thank you, Elaine, so clearly here. It is, it's a whole new perspective on life, a whole new relationship to what you hold in mind and the mind dynamics that are brilliant that we've each been born with to lose, to, uh, not to lose, not to lose. <laughs> wow, that was what to they call expand. it. But to expand, yeah. right, to use is what I wanted to say, to use these faculties of mind so that we can be in command, can't be in control of everything, but we have absolute sovereignty over how we choose to be related to whatever shows up. Yeah, it, boy, you just, you said such a powerful question. What, why would you want to uh, be stuck in that reality? Why would you want to be stuck in that reality? Wow, that is such a great question to ask ourselves when we find ourselves in a situation that we're not enjoying. It's a choice. We can remember, not only is abundance a choice, your reality is a choice. You can choose a different reality in terms of how you think about it, your perspective on it, what you learn from it, how you grow from it, how you respond differently. You have control and you're collaborating with the divine. You're collaborating with every other soul on this planet. And honestly, souls on other planets too. People don't know that, but yes, you have access to resources you could never begin to imagine. It's not all on you. And when you kind of get out of your own way 
and you're willing to be a part of that beautiful fabric of intelligence, of consciousness, and you're willing to let things far beyond your understanding or dreams come true, they do come true for you. You don't have to be in charge of everything. You need to have a very clear intent and focus on helping make that intent happen. And I was laughing really hard, Diane, because when I asked my question about the baby steps, that was classic, traditional, <laughs> habitual thinking. And you called me on it. You're like, what? that's not what it was so funny. And it was so but, perfect but, as an example. But you know, it is a both end because you do <laughs> quantum, you know, you are a quantum thinker, but it is a both end because it's a step. And yet at the same time, there's no pathway when you, shift your state there's no it's like how did i do that there's no formula for it it's just literally a choice of what you what you want to focus on yeah i i love that and i love that you gave us such an incredibly powerful question because that can shift everything in an instant and we were chatting before we started this conversation you have an incredibly generous gift that you wanted to offer the audience could you tell us a little bit about that I do. Well, it's actually um, one, I call it lesson. It's a video masterclass that I have called, you'll never guess, Master Your Mind, Master Your Life. And um, it's about the first week of it. It's, I call it a week because there's 28, but it's not really a time-based thing. But the first week of it is mastering the five natural faculties of mind and your relationship with thinking and your relationship with your own personal thoughts and your relationship with the faculties of mind. And lesson number two is mastering the dynamic of intent. So when I knew we were going to be talking about that today, and it's kind of like a review of what we've been talking about during this episode, but and more in that and i want to give that lesson to as a gift to all your listeners who would like to have it Thank you so much that is incredibly generous because honestly to me that is the fulcrum that starts to shift everything in your world when you master that idea of intent and you really understand what's going on there everything moves exponentially from there. And I love what you're doing, Diane, because you're layering different concepts and the growth is not linear. As you were saying, the growth is quantum leaps and it's exponential. And so it, it might seem like you're kind of stuck at one level for a bit as things are layering, but then all of a sudden the comprehension grows and it's like, oh my gosh, it pops into 3D, <laughs> 5D, and, and you have a whole new experience of it that you never had before. And I, I just love that. Wow. I definitely want to sign up and take your course too, because I okay. so appreciate everything in the book. And I know that by watching the videos and really embedding myself in this content, I'll be able to master this more. So if anybody wants to join me and we can do a study group together, I'd be, I'd be all over that. Now, we always turn the tables on our guests here at The Abundance Journey because we know when we give, we get the very best. And you are so awesome, Diane. I love what you're doing. What can we do to support you? I do have on the, the Mastermind, Master Life, lesson one is always free. So I would say to, and I can give you the, um, the link for it, is to go and listen to that because in that lesson, I really give the background. And again, really getting this distinction between industrial age thinking. Oh, I, it's a little more entertaining than what I'm, how I'm saying it now. Explaining. <laughs> I like entertainment. I'm working on a TV series at the moment to develop an idea for, it. but anyway, that it, when you watch this, uh, lesson one, which again, you can watch for free. It's on the Thinkific platform, which they make you register, but then you don't have to pay for it. It's free. But 
it gives you the whole um, background of quantum thinking. And it also gives you this, it's actually called create a quantum mind shift. So a more in-depth um, experience of what I was saying about make that distinction between having thoughts and your actual thinking. The reason I want to give that is because it does, it will help you free yourself of any limiting thoughts that you have forever. That's a big statement. But if you actually just follow that and have that relationship with yourself, never have to be stuck with another limited, limiting thought. You know, it's so ironic to me, Diane, that here we are asking what we can do for you and you're doing something for us again. <laughs> and by us doing this for ourselves, we're doing something for you. How interesting and how ironic. I'm going to up the ante just a little bit and I'm going to tell everybody, if you have not read the book, Do You Quantum Think? You really, really, really want to read the book. You do. Or you want to take Diane's course the way I'm going to, because it will shift your awareness of the world and what is possible for you in this world, it will change your life. It really will. And it's available as an audio book, as well as an ebook or a physical book. Read the book and leave her a five-star review or a video review the way I did. I did both because I love this book so much. And I'm fangirling here because how often do you get to meet your heroes? What an incredible blessing. Diane, thank you so much for joining us today. This thank has been you. amazing and so valuable. Thank you so much, Elaine. You're doing incredible work in the world and just your spirit is enough to change, to transform the world. That is that is the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Boy, I've got my work cut out for me. I have to pick one thing to activate abundance on. And okay, I'll be right back because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? You can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure. You can see why I was totally fangirling with Diane, right? You get it? I mean, here's this incredible brainiac who is truly a, a live illustration of an evolved person. The way she thinks, the way all of it comes together is just breathtaking. So step one, super grateful that we got to spend time with Diane because wow, what a treat. Oh man, I'm thrilled to be so. Step two is to acknowledge something you heard that was a game changer. I loved her question. Why in the world would you want to stay in that reality? I'm gonna ask myself this question. Do I want to stay in this reality? Do I want to stay in this reality? That is an incredibly powerful question. Why? Appreciate the difference it can make in your life is step three. If I start asking myself that question, it's a great reminder that my experiencing this reality is my choice. How I experience it is my choice. You probably may remember a story that I shared with you recently about backing a truck up and somebody honked at me and I was really pissed off at first. And I got this message from the divine, honey, everything's supposed to be love for you. If you're making up a story that makes it not be loving for you, that's on you. Make up a different story. You're the one in control of this reality. Make up a different story. And I love that question because it's calling me on my story. Am I in a space that is uplifting, empowering, expansive, allows me to grow and thrive? If it's not, it ain't mine. That's what Diane just was saying. I can reject all that junk that is habitual thinking that is not my thinking because that's not my higher self and that's not where I'm coming from. I so love that she empowered us all with this amazing, life-changing question. So step three, appreciate the difference it can make in your life. Step four, activate it. 
A few different ways you can do that. Grab a calendar, schedule it, make a little physical uh, trigger to remind yourself, this is what I'm going to ask every time, or just make a declaration, commit. I'm always going to ask, is this the reality I want? Is this the reality I want? Because I want this incredible reality for you. And I have to live it first. And it ripples out from me to you. So this is my commitment to you. Is this the reality I want that I'm coming from my highest divine self in this moment? Because when I do, I lift you up to wherever you are, whatever state you're in. Don't worry. I got your back. Step five celebrate your progress. This is what it looks like when it's working. I mean, obviously I'm a little exuberant. I am so thrilled. I'm so over the moon that I got to meet my hero. Oh my God. I, I was amazed that she was actually willing to do the interview with me and she was busy. So I had to wait like three months before I could do this interview. It was worth every second. When you get this kind of quantum growth through a conversation, uh, yeah, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Thank you so much for joining me here today because you get to experience these incredible quantum leaps with me. And it's so fun that we get to collaborate this way. Make sure to tune in next time for the Abundance Journey. You've been listening to the Abundance Journey show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.